0: So in case you haven't noticed, it's going to be very, very, very interesting to watch some politicians try to speak to some working class people over the next few months. But what truly are some signs that someone knows what working class is versus business class? Today, the podcast is going to examine the small differences and divides between working class and business class socioeconomics. Today, we are gonna talk about what are some signs and signals that you or people are from or of a working class background? What are some signs and signals of middle class people? And why does this matter? And who wants to know how to pass in your socioeconomic space? Well, first off, welcome back to the podcast. We are going to continue our year of delivering information in a bit of a different way in ordering of material for the podcast. We are going to jump right into the content that you came here for and then talk activism, self-care and community stuff more towards the end of the podcast. So first off. What are some small signs that you or your family, or maybe that your the folks raised in your social class were born more working class? One little one, which I really feel like is a clever, smart one, or it's interesting in how it's phrased or put together is that when you have been conditioned to take a shower or bathe has a lot to do with your social class. If you worked a job where you straight up worked, you got hot, you got dirty, and you got smelly. Smelly, that made it mandatory that you showered at nighttime specifically, because you couldn't afford to go to bed nasty. So working class folks definitely shower during the evening, whereas business class tends to work to take their showers a little bit more towards the mornings because they want to be fresh and clean for the next day. If you are in a space where you have to live off of two incomes or if you have more than one job, you are definitely going to be considered working class specifically. I know a lot of people that can't afford rent or can't afford a space to live without living with someone else. Uh, The sad truth is there's been people that have had to stay in really toxic relationships because of the fact that they can't afford to get a divorce or they can't afford to get out of a relationship because they're stuck. Uh, so, they're stuck living with someone that they don't love anymore because they can't afford anything else and they really don't have any other options. Next one is you can see a visible difference by what you've accomplished after a day's work. So, if you're working class, you tend to have produced something. You've built a house, laid concrete, you've. Uh, Laid brick, it's really obvious to see and notice that something was finished. If you're more business class, it's hard to see what got done at the end of the day. It seems like more you sustained than you accomplished. Big differentiator between working classes and business class if you have a budget or allowance for most things, then you are definitely working class. So if there's only certain things that you can buy at the grocery store or if there's only certain places that you can really go out to eat then you are going to be definitely more in a working class space if you ever needed to use a resale shop if you ever have gone to goodwill if you've ever gone to um i don't know craigslist right anything where you've had to buy things secondhand, that's going to be a strong indicator of working class If you yourself fix most things around your house, I can tell you today, we fixed a lot of things. There's some ground I gotta try to figure out in our bathroom. There is some curtains that needed rehanging uh, with some anchors. Uh, I needed to rehang our paper towel holder. Like all those little things, those get done by you because you can't afford somebody else to come in and do those things for you. So that is a sign of uh, working class, folks. If you are still making payments on your home or are retired but are not making payments on your home, that is a great sign that you've been working class. Retired folks tend to have gotten past the point of making payments on their primary property unless they've been hit by some medical bills or things of that nature. But if you're still making payments on your home or you still got some type of form of fashion of rent, then you, my friend, are working class. If you rely on public benefits in any way, shape, or form, then you, my friend, are most likely, again, working class. If you ever needed to skip a meal or find the way to get really creative for dinner, that is a great sign of working class. I know uh, my mom was always ashamed that she had to make a ready-made cake for dinner once because that's all that we had. Or if you've ever learned how to like make the hot dogs stuck within the spaghettis That's because you had to get creative because there wasn't any food. Or sometimes you might have had to go to the soup kitchen or gone to the local food bank just to get by because, you know, paychecks don't stretch. That is a great sign of being working class. If you know your paydays well in advance, I can tell you I will get paid at midnight on Wednesday night. I know exactly when I'm going to get paid because I need that money. I can't afford to really miss paycheck and it's funny because I've had folks in my own HR space be like well can't you just wait till the normal the next pay date I'm like no you made a mistake and I'm only got half a check I can't live on half a check Uh, so knowing your paydays in advance is really important if you're in a space where you cannot miss a paycheck or you don't have savings for the amount of an entire paycheck if it came up I have one but it's, it wouldn't be comfortable, it'd be scary, and I don't know how I'd pay it back specifically. When it comes to healthcare, if you've only really got catastrophic healthcare insurance, something that's good enough to get hit by a bus, but not a good enough for preventative care, but you can go to the ER if you really need it. That is a great way of seeing and noticing like the b- difference between business class and working class. Working class people can't afford to get sick really. If you have some savings, but you really truly have no means of retirement without Social Security and Medicare, you're probably working class. Uh, Those two programs were primarily built to take care of people that couldn't really afford savings specifically, and it's funny because I read an article that said people are not expecting social security be there in the future, but they're not really doing anything to make up for the lack of it if it really did truly go away. So I'm really hoping there is some type of social security fix in the future because a lot of people are going to be a lot of trouble. Sorry, millennials, and probably Generation X as well. If you use restroom air fresheners, I know that seems weird, right? If you have to like spray the bathroom when you're done, it's because you can't or you don't, you don't or you cannot afford the space that it takes not to. There's no other bathroom option and the bathroom's too closely located next to a bedroom. So if you have to use bathroom air freshener, you're probably working class because you don't have the space not to do that stuff. If you cannot afford a $500 emergency without some type of emergency credit, you're working class. If your biggest asset is your home, you were definitely working class. And that's if you're lucky enough to have one. Sorry, millennials, I don't know how you're going to get into this housing market. I really, really worry about that in the future, not just for you, but for us. If you've got a car payment and you're used to a car payment and you don't know about a time when you didn't have a car payment, you're working class. Car payment as part of your budget is a working class thing. If you have matching furniture sets... That's another one that's like a little thing, right? You wouldn't think about it, but you don't have the luxury of putting together unique pieces for you and your furniture. It's not a get to, you have to get a set. Everything has to match because you can't afford a bunch of random pieces. You don't have the luxury of making a style. Like you have to get stuff together and it has to look the same and it has to match because that's you and that's your situation. If you were played bi-weekly or weekly, so you're probably working class. So I get paid bi-weekly, but gosh, it'd be wonderful to get paid weekly, uh, just because having that little bump every week and knowing that it's there would make a really, really big difference. But that's a great sign of working class. If you're business class, you might only get paid once a month, but you might only need to get paid once a month because it's easy to make that lump sum stretch. If your kids go to public school, you're working class. So, you know, you might be able to fight to find your kids the option for the best district, but it's still public school, right? If your name is on your shirt, you're working class. If your name is on your desk, you're middle class. You see how those little things are such a difference? And you can always usually tell by leisure sports. Golf, tennis, those things are not considered a working class game. Bowling, pool, bar games, those tend to be more business class names. So now we're gonna move into the second part of the podcast. And these are some signs and signals that you or, or others may be more firmly middle class. If you have a savings account, if you have a savings account with savings in there specifically, your mid to upper middle class area. If you go get to go on vacation, so not just to have vacation time, but you actually actually go somewhere for vacation and it's an intentional vacation time. I'm not talking about family reunions. I'm not talking visiting loved ones. I'm talking about you go on vacation. That is a great sign of middle class to upper middle class. If you could own a house, that is a definite definite sign that uh, you're middle to upper middle class. Your children have college as an option and you have savings to help them along that path. I think that's the biggest differentiator, right? Like, I think our working class people maybe could send their kids to college. But um, if college is a firm, solid option, and there's a lot of options, that's a business class. That's an upper middle class type thing. If you have better than catastrophic health care coverage, it's a great sign that uh, you're in that middle class, uh, working business class area. If you make between 50000 and 150000 annually, it blows my mind that 150000 annually is still considered middle class. I can't imagine making $150,000 and still being like I'm a middle class guy living a middle class lifestyle. Now, you could choose to live a middle class lifestyle and just save a lot of it, but wow. Another one is you have a secure job. You know your job's gonna be there, your job's not gonna go anywhere, that it's not uh, gonna fluctuate based on markets or recessions. If you have a solid, secure job, you are probably business class and you're probably upper middle class, specifically. If you're into and can easily afford your avocado habit. So again, I'm not like shaming millennials here, but uh, avocados are expensive and avocado toast does cost a lot. So if you can afford to indulge in the luxuries of the day, kale, quinoa, avocado, that's a good sign that you're middle to business class. If you can afford your brand standards and not have to deal with generics, that's a great sign that uh, you're business class. If you have useless kitchen jag- gadgets, I mean lots of useless kitchen gadgets. I'm talking about salad spinners, I'm talking about Chopper and the Hopper, especially a mixer, you know, that, that tabletop mixer, my partner and I have looked at those for a long time, but that's like a $300 piece of equipment. And I mean, how often really are really, you're going to use it currently, we're out without even just the little hand mixer because we know we can get by without it. Have you ever shopped at Crate and Barrel to get one of those that gadgets, are upper middle class, my friend, if you could have some savings, if you could divert more of your discretionary income into savings, again, your upper middle class, If you can afford fancy upscale grocery shopping, if you go to Whole Foods, if you go to Trader Joe's, if you go to AJ's Fine Foods in the Arizona area, if you can afford to go to spaces with specialty stuff, you, again, are in that business class, upper middle class working area. If you are unaware of all what could be purchased at the dollar store or at the the thrift shop, Again, your business class, right? If you've never really needed to look at secondhand items, if you never go to the dollar store and you're not aware of all the meals you can actually make at a dollar store, trust me, there's a lot of stuff that you could put together at the dollar store. If you don't know about that stuff, your business class, your upper middle class. If organic is something that you make a priority, you're definitely solidly middle to upper class specifically. If you can decorate for the holidays, or you decorate for the holidays, but you like decorate a lot, that's a good middle class business class indicator right there. If dinner parties, brunch, and mimosa are part of your vocabulary or part of your social planner, this again is another solid indicator of your middle classness or your business classness. If you get to hit up craft stores and you have the free time to indulge in crafts, if you go to Michael's Joanne Fabrics and you're not doing it because you're making your own clothes, that's because you have the time to indulge in craftery. And that means that you're solidly business or middle to upper middle class. If your kids go to private or charter schools, now I know that gets a little bit um, tricky because of vouchers and things of that nature, but if you can afford to be picky and you send your kids to schools and you don't get vouchers or you don't get scholarships, that's a great sign that you're middle to upper middle class. So lastly, I'm sure you're curious as to why in the hell did I bring this up? Well, like I said, it is very important to understand how to speak to different people from different populations to give hope to their specific situations. Back in the day, I think it was George Bush, senior had no idea what a gallon of milk cost. And that was very detrimental to him and his campaign. The problem is people who are wealthy can afford to be out of touch with the reality of what day-to-day existence looks like for regular folks, or even having a sense of how that feels. And it has to be noted that of course, someone like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump is going to have a serious disconnect from what the lives of real people feel like. How are gonna, how are people who can have a multimillion dollar book deal supposed to understand the pain of overdrawing your account? Or how are they gonna to relate to the feeling or understand the pain of no paycheck when the government shuts down over stupid little congressional squabbles? So many people are gonna to claim to know what it feels like to get laid off. Or they will have a sense of desperation when someone's job like in coal mining, very, or very, very soon over the road truck drivers is gonna be threatened. They're going to act like they know what that threat of losing work feels like. And the fact is more and more things are going to move in that direction. Many more jobs are going to be automated in the very near future. And you're going to hear a lot about people acting like they understand the pain of being a regular person. Now, in this upcoming election, there's going to be some people that really understand that stuff. There's going to be former teachers that are in the mix. Uh, There's going to be people in Wisconsin. I know there's a guy that's a former union member running in Wisconsin named Iron Stash. Uh, He he worked in manufacturing, I believe. I'm not sure. But uh, he's definitely more working class than business class. And the point is, you're going to really need to be discerning. Because they will want to talk. And they're going to want to talk a lot. And they're going to want to frame the conversation on their terms. But you need to find ways to ask questions to really get a sense of who understands you and who understands your life. If politicians really understood people, it wouldn't be possible to hold a full-time job and not be able to afford a place to stay. Or be able to live in a world where you can work 40 hours a week and still somehow not have good or adequate coverage by health insurance. If politicians really knew what life felt like, working a full-time job but not having the security and peace of mind that either of those things were easily in reach or easily coverable, we would live in a completely different world. But it's obvious politicians don't know that stuff. Some people I care about deeply own their own business. They had to this point been moderate Republicans. They were more fiscally conservative but were socially liberal. They just found out they're going to be paying more in taxes after this small business-friendly tax bill just got passed. Just like the CPA who figured out and told them they're going to be paying more taxes, will be paying more taxes. Now, they didn't vote for Trump. I and mean, They really can't stand Trump. But there were so many people that just got just duped by this notion that this billionaire businessman was going to go in there and shake up the economy and make a difference for people who got to make their own dinner after they get done with work? That dude doesn't make his own dinner. Neither does Hillary. Neither of them do. Neither of them put in a full day's work and then come home and make their own dinner. They got no idea what that feels like. But in the upcoming midterms, there are going to be people that do and there's going to be people that continue not to, but they're going to act like they know you. There's people at the maricopa community college governing board that are going to be telling you that they're saving you money on taxes as they go to defund one of the more major drivers of education spaces that get people into vocational and trade work immediately after graduation right they're going to tell you they're saving you tax money but they're going to defund one of the biggest drivers into the workforce in maricopa county They're going to make it so it's harder for people to find good paying jobs where they can work and live off of potentially one income. And outside of that, you're going to hear a lot of people too soon talking to you about you and acting like they know your economic situation. I would highly suggest you think about you and take a second. Think about the things that you're truly worried about. Ask them those little ancillary questions that would help them see or not see if they really know what you and your life is like. Ask them if they know how much you pay for rent. Ask them if they got any idea how much of your paycheck goes to that. Ask them if they've heard stories about people that are living together even though they're not happy together because that's the only way to afford their rent. Ask them how many times they've ever gone to the local food bank themselves. Ask them if they know how to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Because people that have gone through some things know how to do that stuff. And they did it without waving American flags and acting super patriotic. You know, people are proud to live here and they're proud to be the people that they are. But they're ashamed of the situations and circumstances that they live in. And it's getting harder and harder out there. Even though they're saying the economy's doing better, we're not seeing wage growth at all yet. And I saw that uh, the cost of goods and services went up to 2- 3.7% in the last year. That's a bigger pay- cut take out of the paycheck that you already got. A bigger cut out of what is there and ain't growing. And they keep giving bonuses, acting like bonuses are raises. Bonus ain't a raise. A raise is something you can count on. A bonus that happens when life's nice. Well, they keep hoarding their profits. So ask yourself. Do people really understand your situation and circumstances? Have they done the background to really get to know you and how you live? Or are they just trying to court your vote? Are they just acting like they care about you and your situation? Are they really gonna drain the swamp? Or really, they just gonna make the swamp muddier in the way that works for them? You gotta know these things because this election is gonna be huge. 2018 is gonna be having education on the book in many states. It's going to be for a lot of uh, congressional seats. I know uh, Supreme Court uh, justice is going to get picked, and that's going to make a big difference on how things are looked at. I know road versus way is going to be something that's pretty really closely looked at. But like even your local city council people, they jam up stuff. They make things difficult. And you don't know because you don't go. You can't afford to go. But that's why you need to afford... To understand how much your vote means and how much of a difference it can make because people are going to act like they know your social class but they got no idea so with that uh as far as the podcast goes it's been great uh we things have been kind of humming along over the summer we've had some great interviews so i'm sure you've enjoyed the paul gorski interview at this point um and we are going to have another couple of folks that are going to be up that are going to be interviewed in the upcoming days and so I can't wait to see and hear how that stuff goes in the very near future as well. So stay posted to the podcast because we got some great stuff coming up and I also have a forgiveness podcast that's going to be coming up that I'm really struggling through right now but it's got some interesting stuff so the podcast is in an interesting place. Remember to stay subscribed to our Facebook page and uh, be aware that we're sharing interesting topic related material there. Uh, Also know that we're going to have, we still have all these great ways for you to reach out and get a hold of us. So if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can leave a voicemail at 860-576-9393. Again, you can voicemail or text at 860-576-9393, or you can email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Also, remember when you out there to rate and review us on Apple Pad Podcasts, on Stitcher. Remember, we have that social media uh, book giveaway going on. So if you review us on your pod server of choice, you could be entered in the next 60 days for a free book from uh, Aubrey Marcus, which I found really wonderful. And I'll sign and send to you. Uh, Remember to subscribe to the podcasts uh, so you can get them delivered as soon as they come out to you. You don't want to miss that stuff. And it's a great way for me to show potential work to proof of our sponsors. So checking in on my activism. I got in over a hundred plus hours of community service at Anytown. I also got a weekend of training done with Anytown. Uh, I got to do some service at Andre House on July 1st with my niche, which was really great. And also. Uh, My good friend Dr. Whitaker and my partner Michelle did some white allies training on June 30th for about 25 people. And it was really cool to see that because Michelle was really stepping out and owning this one and doing her work in that space. So I was really, really happy to see her keeping active and then making a difference all on her own. As far as self-care, I have been able to lift five times a week, which has been really great. And I have been able to get five times a week of cardio done. So my self-care has been really good on point. I've been able to meditate for at least five times for 15 to 20 minutes. I've also added in some great uh, Christian meditations on an app called Abide, which has been good for me. I've been able to getting yoga done like only 10 minutes, but it's about four times a week, which is awesome because it's starting to loosen up some of the gunk and junk in my body. And I think I'm starting to get more flexibility. I've been getting my supplements in very regularly, so I've been taking all those little things that make a big difference for me, keeping my mind sharp, keeping my brain sharp, keeping that fountain of youth that powers me going. Uh, Really happy with that. Uh, Tank training has been taking a lot more of a backseat because the heat has been making a difference. And then also, uh, we've been getting rain at night. Uh, It's actually monsoon season as of this week, so it's been making a difference. But yeah, my personal... My personal need for self-care has gone up quite a bit because I'm going through some personal trials which have been very difficult of late. So if you can kind of like uh, say a positive thought or prayer for me, I'd appreciate that. That would make a big difference. And lastly, here is the recommendation of the podcast. It's called The Speed of Trust and it's by Stephen Covey. Stephen M. R. Covey shows how trust and the speed at which it is established with clients and employees is essential to a successful organization. With nearly 7,500,000 copies in print, this instant classic shows that establishing trust is the one that changes everything in both business as well as life. Trust, says Covey, is the very basis of the new economy and shows how trust and the speed at which it is established with clients, employees, and constituents, is the essential ingredient for any high performance or successful organization. For business leaders and public figures in any arena, the Speed of Trust offers an unprecedented and eminently practical look at exactly how trust functions in our every interaction and relationship, from the most personal, to your own, to the most broadest and most indirect interaction, and how to establish trust immediately so that you and your organization can forego the time-killing, bureaucratic check and balance processes that are so often deployed in lieu of actual trust. Again, this book has been transformational for me. I do the big things right, but sometimes I fail to do the little things right. I fail to have integrity with um, promises to myself or integrity in Just being honest about the little things or being trustworthy about all small things and reading that book has really, really convicted me and uh, had me take a deep look about how I need to improve or get a little bit better because um, I'm not always as honest as I could be and I'm not always as trustworthy as I should be. And so uh, that's part of what I'm looking to get into. That's why the speed of trust is something I highly, highly recommend. So lastly, in review, the major points of this podcast were what were some characteristics of working class people? What were some indicators of being upper middle class or business class specifically? And why is this so important to know? Election season means that people will try to speak our language, but only to get our vote. And they gotta know what our life feels like. So if this podcast made you think of something, if you have an interesting thought that you'd like to share, or if there was an amazing revelation that really hit you, or if you have a question or a shocking critique, you can let me know at 860-576-9393. Leave me a voicemail, send me a text. Again, at 860-576-9393. I'd love to hear from you, I'd love to talk to you. This is a place for you to talk, to ask me questions, for us to have a real back and forth with this podcast. For us to create a sense of community in this space and depending on how good your stuff is i'll either give it a first take response or i can make it an entire future podcast i haven't heard from y'all enough to make a new podcast on anything yet but potentially if uh we get a dialogue going or even there's one person that calls like again and again potentially i could make it a new podcast off an idea that we're going back and forth on and i'd love to see that and also, as always, if you're interested in booking me and bringing the power of inclusive activism to your organization, you can always do so at cox.net, or you can learn more about me and this organization at www.inclusiveactivism.com. Thank you very much for your time and attention, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.